So thank you for joining me on this episode of the Christina Talks podcast. I've got no idea where this is going to go. I have not slept very well because something's been going through my mind all night long and I thought, you know what, I'll share it with you on the podcast. So what's going on? Someone who I'm connected with business-wise, who I will invite onto the podcast in the future to talk around this subject, actually, because I think it's just such a massive topic to discuss. Um, but this this person posted on social media last night and I got involved in the conversation. And the post was around a speaker lineup for an event. Um, and that speaker lineup was... Well, let's describe it as being stale, male and pale. Now, the problem is that there are there are so many speakers and so many events out there. But you do tend to see quite often that those speakers, that those panels, that those lineups are all very much of a similar demographic. So it is the kind of white ethnicity that tends to be from a a certain um, age bracket, let's say. But this is the problem with events and finding speakers is that it is really, really difficult to tackle the diversity element of a panel. Now, Lots of people would say that, well, it's up to the, the, the person putting the panel together. It's up to the event managers to make sure that they are getting, you know, diverse speakers. They're making sure that they've got female speakers and male speakers. Perhaps they've got, um, you know, speakers of diff- different ethnicities. You know, all, you know, all the, you know, there's no end of things I could suggest at this point from a diversity and inclusion or a DE&I perspective. And yes, the event organisers do have a responsibility to make sure that they are reflecting the audience that they're serving in full and creating a, a lineup that has all the right people in it, both from a, you know, from a value perspective. You need to make sure you've got speakers that are in tune with the purpose of the event, that can actually, you know, that they've actually got something to share but also that we're not just talking to one pocket of the audience in terms of the, um, what should I do? I'll describe it as the affinity score. You know, when you see something and you kind of go, yeah, that could be me, that is me. You know, that's that's the, that's the thing, I, I reckon. It, it's a, you know, we need to make sure we're speaking to everyone in and outside of the room, not just to, not to, just to one pocket of our audience from that perspective. But the thing is, it's not as simple as just telling the event organisers that they should have done better when it comes to getting that lineup together. There are, of course, those event organisers that are always going to go to the same names because these are the people that they know they can rely on that are never going to let them down. Or perhaps they just don't have a wide enough network to and they haven't put the effort into widening their network to find more diverse speakers. But I think just going back to these people and saying you're not doing a good enough job and going off creating your own events and and stuff like that, I, I don't think that I don't think creating more opportunities for people to speak is necessarily the answer to the problem. Quite often, the problem is more a case of those diverse speakers aren't stepping forward. They're not taking that that first step. And I know through my own work, I know that I have 
spoken to people and I said, you know, this event's coming up. I There's a call for speakers. Um, I'm going in for it. I really think you should go in for it too. And they just don't take up the offer. And, you know, it is, it might, let's, let's just to keep it simple, let's say it's another female speaker. They just don't step forward. And, and I think the problem is much bigger than the event organisers are not finding the speakers. I think it is actually as individuals, what, if you're listening to this and you're someone that isn't comfortable with public speaking, who, you know, the thought of standing up in front of a room, even if it was a small gathering of people, even if it was a webinar, which is quite sort of um, faceless, if you like, if that fills you with dread, how do we help you get over that? Because actually, the more people we can help get over that, the more options there are in terms of finding those diverse speakers. And, and I really think that's the that's the bit where we need to find ways, you know, and, and some industries are, are worse than others. But, you know, the, the speaking I do is very much, very much in line with the, oh, I just fucked that bit up. So the speaking that I do is very much within the recruitment industry. So if I if I just take that as a sample, if we could get more diverse individuals comfortable with the idea of, of speaking, getting them onto that first, second, third speaking event, which is, you know, might be really tiny audiences and we help them and we help them build and build their confidence from there, then actually the event organizer the event organizers in the space will naturally have more options. If those people can then essentially be, you know, find the right mentors even, they can be introduced to the people booking these panels. And, and that's that's where it all works, really. I just feel like shouting at the event organiser saying you didn't do a good enough job or going, you know, it's, you know, this is, you know, what year is it? This shouldn't be going on. I'm going to create my own event. Just creating more and more opportunities isn't enough. There is a bit of a responsibility with the speakers as well. So, you know, it's again, it's really hard for me because I would be considered um, a speaker that ticks the diversity box. But I can't imagine being in a situation where I turn up to an event and discover that the event I'm speaking at lacks diversity. At that point, what do I do? Do I say, well, do you know what? I don't want to be part of this and this is the reason why. Well, actually, if speaking is your livelihood, you're then, you know, that, that's your reputation. You're then becoming a, you know, potentially you'll be seen as an unreliable speaker. That's, you know, if that's how you're making your money, that's not something you're going to want to do. Obviously, if beforehand you knew that it wasn't a diverse panel, then you've got the opportunity to say something. But that isn't always the case. And even then, you know, does that make you a bit of a prima donna? You know, is that as bad as, you know, demanding that there be pink fluffy cushions in your in your green room and, and you know, daisies in your dressing room or whatever it might be? Um, obviously, I've got no idea on that stuff. So they were really, really poor examples. But it's just such a such a wide range and such an interesting topic. There are so many angles to it. And I was thinking last night, there are there are times where I've been part of a panel and I've looked at everybody else on the screen and I thought, am I here because I know my stuff or am I here because I'm a woman? 
Am I here because they respect and trust and believe in my knowledge and the, the stuff that I share? Or is it because actually appearance-wise, you know, that I'd, I'd, I'd look slightly multicultural? You know, it, and it the, there have been times I've kind of looked at a panel and gone, ah, oh, OK, I see why I've been asked now. And, you know, maybe there is a little bit of that where you could kind of say it's that voice on my shoulder saying, oh, you're, you're, you're not as good as the rest. And, you know, that kind of imposter syndrome kicking in. I don't think it is that. Um, I think I got enough. I, I think I got enough confidence that that isn't the case. But it's an interesting thing. And then actually, if you were at an event when it was an, you know, if I'm at an event and it's an all female panel, is that, is, is that just as bad as having an all male panel? Still lacking diversity. It's just swayed in a completely different direction. So like I said, it just really, really made me think quite hard in, in, in lots of different directions last night, because this isn't, it's not as simple as people, well, it is as simple as people need to do better. But actually, it's not as easy as just go and find different speakers. Because sometimes you, know, you put a panel together, you do want different speakers, you don't want the same names again and again and again. But at the same time, you do want people that are going to pull crowds and, and help you launch an event and make it a success. So I think there is a, just the way the world is right now, and maybe if if every day, week, month, year, we can just do little things to push that needle and, and make that change, that in 10 years' time there, will, there won't be such a thing as a all-male panel because there will be so many speakers available that are, you know, completely diverse and, and you know, all of those options will be, pull massive crowds to your event but I just think there's a lot of different sides to this conversation a lot of um, different different ways of, of looking at this conversation so I've babbled a bit on this um, like I said it, it's you know what what I feel like I need to summarize so you know what is the problem we don't get enough diversity in event line event lineups. Okay, so I feel like I need to wrap this up for you and kind of sum up my babbling here. The problem is that there needs to be more diversity on event panels, speaker lineups, that kind of thing. It's not just about women. Um, you know, it's not just that there aren't enough female speakers. There's just not enough diverse speakers. So those people that have, you know, th those people that don't fit that white male stale thing, they need to come forward as speakers. They need to, they need to find their opening stage. They need to find that first opportunity and then immediately find their second and immediately find their third opportunity. And I think that's the thing that I can do to change this. So, you know, let it begin with you. Whatever that change is you want in the world. I'm not going to say, you know, be the change and all that kind of thing. But, you know, it's this ripple effect. So what can I do 
to solve this problem. Well, actually, those people, instead of me saying to them, and I guess this is my, my not awakening, but my, you know, the product of a sleepless night thinking about this, what can I do differently? Let it begin with me. Those people who I'm talking to saying, you should do this, you'd be amazing. Instead of introducing them to that event, I need to get them to engage and do something with me and with my audience. And I need to hold their hand and give them that first and possibly second or possibly third opportunity. And I need to introduce them to the people that I know that we're, that can get them onto some of these events and the smaller events to help them build their confidence. But it is a, you know, instead of sitting here being frustrated that this stuff goes on, instead of sitting here being frustrated because I'm putting people forward that would be diverse speakers and they're not taking the opportunity, actually, I need to change how I'm how I'm bringing them into that world and and how I'm how I'm proposing that opportunity to them. So that's my commitment. I got a long list of things to do this year, but that is, I think that needs to go on the list and I think it needs to be quite, quite high up the list. And there are, I've got those opportunities to give. So if you're listening to this and I've spoken to you and told you that you should be doing webinars or told you about events in the past that you know you should you should you know get in contact with this person because they're doing this event and you'd be a great person to speak at it and you said no and the reason for saying no was that you didn't know what you would talk about or you were nervous of it or you know whatever that block was reach out to me let's talk about it let's work it through you can come on the podcast as a guest. You can come on to the Green Umbrella Live Lunch that happens every Thursday at one o'clock. Um, you can, we can do a webinar together. We can do a um, we can do a joint speaking gig. You know that there we will find a way to help you break that block, get past it, and get you doing this stuff because everybody has something to share. I don't think I've my professional life I don't think I've met anyone that didn't have value to give that didn't have knowledge in their field that more people should know about 